Welcome to the Chronically Well podcast, episode 11. I am Callie Dixon, your host, and today I am going to continue this series on shame all by my lonesome in a solo episode. So the topic of today's episode while being shame is going to get a little bit more personal not that I didn't get extremely personal last week. If you haven't listened, uh, Shame and Crackers is up along with a couple other, um, well, 10 other episodes that you can listen to over at the Chronically Well podcast, wherever you download your podcasts. Um, But today I'm interrupting the series with a solo show because uh, this past week, it wasn't it was an interesting an interesting terrible i can't share all of the details kind of week but it's interesting that the week that i posted an episode on shame i felt it more than i have in a very long long time uh so i'm going to talk a little bit about that but this isn't going to be like a you know, an audio journal either. So bear with me. Don't worry. It's not, it's not going to be too bad. I am drinking wine. Things are a little unscripted. So I'm sorry if things get a little off course. Um, but I just wanted to share a bit more about my shame story, how it might relate to your shame story. Um, and that all kind of intertwines with interstitial cystitis which is the disease that I have, which I've talked about before. And I actually have a great guest coming on to the show soon uh, to talk about that uh, with me. Okay, so to kind of fill you in on why this last week was tough, um, I cannot, nor do I want to at this point, um, share all of the details. But um, I do want to let you in on the fact that um, life is just a bonkers thing for me right now. Um, and I'm facing new obstacles and new difficulties, new pain, um, not having to do with my body anymore, which is interesting. But um, I do think it'd be important to go back, all the way back. Um, okay, so when I was diagnosed with interstitial cystitis. I talked last week sort of about the body shame that comes with it, so I'm not going to talk too much about that tonight. Um, But I think for a lot of you who have been diagnosed, um, especially if you're diagnosed at a young age and you've never had anything before. So um, I know some of you with like cystic fibrosis or, you know, genetic diseases that you're born with. I'm not saying it's easy. I don't think it is. I think you have just as difficult, if not more of a difficult time than the rest of us. It's just different. And I think when you get a diagnosis young-ish, I was 32 when I was diagnosed, you're sort of flung into this really strange world of, uh, well a lack of identity or trying to rediscover your identity, which is something I'm going to talk about actually in a webinar that you can sign up for that starts in June. Um, And it's free, 
four weeks, mini sessions. They're not going to be very long, like 20 to 30 minutes of just talking about um, that loss of identity that comes when you get sick or have a chronic illness or have chronic pain. Um, And what I'm finding, the reason why, and I have talked a little bit about this before, but the more I look into the research too, the more I'm finding that shame really isn't as much to do with us feeling bad about ourselves, although it is. It has more to do with us worried about being rejected from the group. So like if you think about it in terms of evolutionary processes, okay, whether you believe in evolution or not, that's not what I'm talking about. Okay, so don't 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 get your panties in jumble, everybody. Um I'm just talking about the fact that we used to be groups of people who, you know, there were usually like hunters and gatherers or there were people like if if you were okay, even if you don't believe in any of that, like um let's just say you be- all you believe was like um Bible stories, okay? So you're living in the Old Testament, okay? So let's go we don't believe in evolution, fine. Let's go back to the the Old Testament. And people lived in cities with walls, right? So you get kicked out of the city and you're screwed. Like, you know, you don't <laughs> you don't have any way to get food unless you're a hunter. Um you're disconnected from everything that basically keeps you alive so even if you are a hunter great but then you're not able to trade for things and the wilderness is crazy and I don't know all I know all I know is that you're dependent on society you're dependent on those other people that are a part of the group right so um you get ostracized or you're different for some reason uh you are cast out and that threatens your survival so there's sort of this innate within us desire um to want to stay connected to the group for survival so there's that okay so the need to survive but also just the need to connect we want to be in relationship with other people we don't like feeling alone it's hard and we, I, I think for a long time, I've always made myself feel bad for wanting to be in connection with other people to want to, you know, I'm one of, I'm, I'm more of an extrovert. Um, so I have been with people who are, who are totally cool, like just chilling around the house, not doing anything. I definitely have those moments. But I also get to the point where I'm just like, I need to be with other people or I'm going to go insane. And I think a lot of that is just the desire to connect, like just have this really strong desire to get to know other people and to get to know them below like, hey, how's the weather? How, how was your day? Like, like to really get to know them, like, who are you? (laughs) So um, when you get sick, and I've talked about this a little bit. Um, but when you get sick, you are suddenly different. And if um, you feel this disconnection, um, 
it threatens your survival and it threatens this need for connection. Um, and really that, that's a, (laughs) that's a huge part of it. Like at the core, we just really want to belong. And all of a sudden you feel like you don't belong. So I'm going to tell you a little story from my own life. I'm not going to say anyone's names because I also think (laughs) that it's unfair to point the fingers at other people when you're going through a diagnosis or um, when you have a chronic illness, you know, because people, yeah, they suck. They can really, really suck when you are sick. Um, But I think they also, like just as much as you don't know what to do, they don't know what to do. Like they're just trying to do the best that they can based on the very little, if any, knowledge that they have on how to support someone with a chronic illness. So that's actually something else I'm going to talk about. I want to spend like an entire episode or two just for caretakers or just for friends and family of people who get sick and have a chronic illness because I think you get forgotten about a lot and you're just trying to do your best. So please know that I have um, sympathy and grace for the way I was treated. Um, but I, I do just want to share a little bit because I'm, I'm thinking maybe some of you have gone through the same thing and this elicited a huge amount of shame for me. So I can't go through the shame story, the shame series without sharing this story. So, um, I've always been, if you know anything about me, um, I am scared to death of getting a chronic or not a chronic illness of just getting sick of having a disease I'm hypochondriac like if I have a symptom it is not just the symptom it is the very worst possible case scenario and I will likely be dead in two to three weeks okay so this is my brain and um something I'm working on something I'm much much better uh on maybe we can do a whole episode on that sometime but um until I was sick with IC, I always was worried that I was going to get something terrible, okay? So then when it finally hit, like the thing that I was always scared of, I was devastated. And I assume you probably are too, whether you expected you would get something like I did or you never, ever saw it coming. Um, when you finally do or if eventually do get sick it's um ooh, what's the word <laughs> it's devastating it's um it tears apart everything that you thought you knew and um you're just kind of trying to float you're trying to figure out who like you're just treading water that's what you're doing for a while you're just treading that water trying to figure out what's next and it's scary and you just want someone to hold on to you want people to be with you and the truth is that a lot of times the people with you also don't know what to do and so they're just trying to tread water and so um okay so the story, um, it was shared with me um, by someone that I 
was not handling my illness well. It's just true. (laughs) I wasn't. And this was probably about three months into having IC and the symptoms were nonstop and um, highly tied to anxiety. Well, I just, there was no confirmation that I would get better. And I know that a lot of you with chronic illness, you understand this, that there, it's chronic, right? So it could be forever. And so that's pretty damn terrifying, right? Like you're telling me I could have this pain for the rest of my life? Do I want to live a life that I feel this way forever? And so you can kind of get trapped in this panic and uh, also depression. I was very depressed. Uh, I was suicidal for a solid three to four months, maybe even longer. Kind of blocked out a lot of that, but there was a lot of jumping that I contemplated. Um, And just because you just want to get away. So... Um, it was shared with me that I wasn't handling my illness well and um, that I should be more positive and um, that people thought that I was trying to get attention and that um, when I would share how I was feeling or if I would ask for prayer or ask for help that I was I looked happy about it. This is what the person shared with me that I seemed happy that I was sick. And you guys, there was nothing that could have been more devastating to me than hearing that. And also hearing that, oh, that um, I had always been waiting for something terrible to happen. And, it, and, and I wanted, like I always wanted the attention for an illness. And it finally did. And so now I finally got what I wanted. daggers through my soul because here's the thing the thing that I always feared happened and not only was it happening but now I felt shame for it shame that maybe people thought I was trying people did not just maybe people thought I was trying to get attention or that I was making up my symptoms or even if I had the symptoms that I was happy about them damn it like okay sorry um I forgive anyone who said that to me anyone who felt that way because it's not gonna do me any good to go back and relive all of the pain of that I'm just telling you this story because I think maybe maybe if you have chronic illness, you have had some of the same hurtful things said to you. And I'm begging you right now, let it go. I know how hard that is. Um, you have to let it go because they don't know you. Obviously, if they're telling you that, they believe something that, about you that's a false you. They don't believe, they don't know the true you. And let this illness, if anything else, let this pain and let this illness weed out for you the people who will stand by you 
in these times and the people who won't and the people that won't understand. And um, you can give them grace and you can forgive them and maybe they will learn and they will move on. But don't let the shame of what they're saying to you define who you believe you are. Because I did that for a while. I went into a panic of, well, shit, maybe I, maybe, you know, maybe something is really wrong with me. Maybe I made this happen or maybe I really did, like, was so scared that I made this happen. It's just not true. I was just trying to get through something that was really difficult. And I think that that's probably true for you too. That, you know, you're not reveling in the attention. Um, You're just trying to get through it. And damn it, we need to talk to people about it. And so when people make us feel bad about talking about it, and then we pull further back into ourselves and aren't sure who we can share it with, that's, (laughs) it's soul crushing. And um, I'm going to talk a lot about that in uh, the webinar when I discuss identity and um, really what it comes down to and we'll talk more about it but is that you cannot define who you are by what other people think of you and by what they think of how you're going through this disease and the truth is if you tell enough people about how you're feeling some of them are going to have your back and some of them are just not and you're going to ultimately have to know that you're good enough and that you're okay and that you just needed somebody to be behind you. You didn't need somebody judging you. You didn't need someone criticizing you. You just needed them behind you. And there will be people who are. promise you that there will be. And people that aren't, forgive them and let it go. So I guess what I want to say next is um, I want to do I want to do a huge validation session. Okay, so if you're listening to this, I want you to pause it for a second. Okay, so get your phone, get ready to pause, and when you pause it, I want you to write down all of the things that you're afraid to tell someone. Because you're afraid that you're, they're going to think you're trying to get attention or they're going to be scared because they didn't know you actually felt this way or you're even ashamed yourself of thinking these things or you're afraid that if you tell them it's going to make you feel so very different from the rest of them. So, so go ahead pause it I want you to think of at least five things and I want you to write them down and then I want you to come back okay so go do that and come back okay so you wrote down your things that you don't want anyone to know because you're afraid that they're gonna judge you for it or you're afraid it's gonna make you feel too different I'm gonna ask you now to pause again And I want you to read all of them. If you feel weird, you're at work, I don't know, go into a bathroom or something or like whisper under your breath. But it's going to be really good if you can hear yourself say them. So go find somewhere 
and read them all. Pause it. Come back. Okay. All right. So you've written them down. You've said them out loud. And now this is where I get to validate you. This is going to be really fun. Um, All of those things that you said, it's okay that you feel them. It's normal that you feel them. I've probably felt them. If I haven't, I guarantee you someone else listening to this has. There's nothing wrong with you. You're beautiful. You're wonderful. You're skilled. You're talented. You're a valuable part of society. And we need you. And none of those things that you have said makes you unworthy to be a part of this world. In fact, I think that the things that you just said and the things that make you feel so very much ostracized and and different and um, separate are really the things that are going to help you to connect to your brothers and your sisters, your friends, your family, These are the things that are going to make you a superhuman because you know compassion. You know what it is to feel those things and you're never going to judge someone who feels that way. You won't, will you? I know you won't because you know what it is to be afraid to share what is on your heart because you're afraid of being rejected. So right here, right now, I want you to know you're not rejected, you're accepted, you're loved, and you're good. And yeah, take a deep breath. Feel that. Like take three (laughs) deep breaths and feel that feel that you are not there's nothing like there's there's nothing that you could have written on that paper my friend that is too far gone too far out there I will tell you if someone had made me do this exercise um at the worst of it I would have written down I feel like my family would be better off without me I wish that I could disappear and someone else could show up and take my place. I've considered jumping off of at least two to three balconies. I don't want to live my life like this much longer. I don't think I'm strong enough. I don't think I'm worthy enough. I don't think that... I'm worth getting well. Uh, Other people handle their illnesses much better than I do. I'm negative. I'm ugly. I'm bitter. Okay, so like those are all things I would have written down. It's pretty ugly. It was pretty ugly, but it was real. It was real. That's how I really felt. And you need to let yourself feel those things. But then we got to move on. Okay, so eventually we do. But don't be afraid 
to share those things. Now, this is some further advice I want to give you. Um, not everyone in our lives is a therapist. <laughs> it's crazy. I know. So um, I think it's funny that we're so surprised that when we share these really heavy things with people that they don't respond well, okay? But they don't know. Like they're not, they're not trained on how to respond to these very heavy things. Um, and they're, they're, they're trying to navigate this too. Like their lives are altered because they thought that they were friends with or married to or um, siblings with or whatever to this person who was going to be able to do these things with them or going to be just to have their thoughts present with them because when you're going through a chronic illness especially in the beginning your thoughts are not anywhere but inside and thinking you're selfish and that's okay you have to be you have to be thinking about how you feel and um, that's normal that's a part of the grieving process and that's something that you go through but um, we forget that the people around us are also experiencing the consequences of this disease. And so they might not respond in the best way, just as we might not respond to our disease or our illness in the best way. So instead of expecting them to be a therapist, um, now it would be great if they really could stand by you and could love you and back you like oh, you guys, if you could do that for the people that you're with, just all you have to do, all you have to do is be present and just say, I'm here. I don't know if I'm doing this right. I don't know if I'm saying the right things, but I love you and I'm here for you. Do that and I promise you everything's going to be okay. Um, But for the person who you're feeling afraid to share because you don't want to feel that shame and you don't want to be different and you don't want them to reject you, um, Share it with them if you feel like you want to. But then the best advice I can give you, find a therapist. Like find someone that you can talk to. And um, if you don't know how to do that or you don't have enough money and your insurance like mine is a high deductible plan and they don't cover crap, um, go back to the episode with Whitney Goodman. She gives some amazing pointers um, for ways that you can get mental health support even if you don't have the funds for it. So be sure to listen to that episode. She has some other amazing uh, pointers. But the point that I want to make is that your shame story is valid, that um, those feelings, those things that you're afraid to say, they need to be said, even if you're just saying them out loud in your room. And at the core, you're not bad. And shame tries to tell us that. And um, this past week, I believed it. (laughs) For several days, I believed that the things that I wanted were bad. I believed the things that I decided were wrong. I believed that at the core, I couldn't trust myself. And that's really what it comes down to, is that we convince ourselves that we can't be trusted And we've got to get back to trusting ourselves. And a lot of that is getting back to living in the body, which is a lot about what I talked about last week um, and we'll be talking about again. But you've got to trust that gut. You've got to trust yourself. You've got to know that you 
are a worthy person. You are a valuable person. And I believe in you. And I think you're wonderful. And I don't think that you're doing this for attention. I think that you just need to be loved and accepted and know that you're not going to get thrown out of the walled city. You're actually going to become an integral part of the community because of what you're going through. So if you're there and you're where I was and someone has said something hurtful to you or you believe that you're not good enough or that this illness has completely turned you into something that you didn't want to be or you're just feeling that isolation and that lack of connection this isn't where it ends okay this is not I say this a lot but this is not the end of your story this is just a plot twist and you're going to learn so much from it I promise promise and I I consider us lucky and because I know that people will get angry hearing it because who wants pain, right? Who wants to go through this shit? We just want to go through and coast through life and live well and happy. But I promise that you, you can live even better once you've been through the pain that chronic illness puts you through because you understand what's actually important. Um, it wakes you up. It wakes you up in big ways. So, um, you're okay and um here's one last thing (laughs) one last thing I want to say if shame is really the belief or the fear that we're going to be disconnected think about the people that you want to be connected to and think about whether or not the things that they have said to you the people that have said the mean things to you or the people that don't understand and think you're trying to get attention or I don't know, just the people that have been unkind. Um, Are those people you really want to be connected to? Maybe not. Maybe shame is an okay thing to feel with them because you need to feel acceptance from the people that will be behind you. So, all right. Go and have a great week. Remember that you're okay. You're good. Be well. I love you.